Jostled from sleep by the bang of a fist against the beechwood oar, which pillowed his head, Haldoth started upright, muscles tensed reflexively. But the command he expected never came. No guttural shout followed to transform the night into a misery of hardship, rowing against endless ranks of sea-swells. By the dim fall of moonlight through the aft oarports, Haldoth surveyed the lower deck of the galley Nalga. Every slave remained hunched and still over his loom, but one. The blow which roused him had not risen from his Murgai masters, but from his own benchmate in a useless fit of rage. Annoyed himself, Haldith forgot tact. Mind your temper, he whispered urgently. The man at his side looked up, confronted by grey eyes and a face which held no trace of laughter or compassion. Eldeth felt his breath catch in his throat. Gooseflesh chilled his skin. Although the air was tropical and mild, he shivered and glanced aside, reminded of the first night his benchmate had been dragged on board, as a battered, soot-streaked captive not yet past his seventeenth summer. That savage look had been with him then, graven upon young features by the atrocities of the Mergay, who routinely pillaged and burned towns on the shores of Elantia. But who he was, and what family he had owned before he was chained for the oar, Haldith never knew. The boy had grown to manhood in stony silence. The Mergay called him Dargia, sullen one, for the flat, unflinching glare he returned when anyone addressed him. No man heard him speak, even through three years of abuse on Nalgar's lower deck. Haldith believed him insane. The cruelty of the Murgay could drive the strongest mind to madness, Haldith well knew. Soured by bitter memories, he shifted a foot, cramped by the bite of the galley's floorboards. Even now he suffered nightmares of his wife and two daughters. They had been butchered before his eyes the day his own freedom was lost. Daily he cursed the smith's constitution, which bound him to life and health, for other than hair turned prematurely white, seven years as a galley slave had changed him little. Howdeth envied Dargier's witlessness. Better to feel nothing than to endure the ache of grief and hatred, helplessly chained. Sleep alone offered respite. Determined to take full advantage of the hours Nalgar would remain at anchor, Haldith leaned once more across the oar and settled his head on crossed wrists. Dargir's eyes followed him restlessly, luminous as coins in the moonlight. Death everlasting, Haldith lifted a resentful fist to emphasize his meaning, since words were wasted effort on a man never heard to utter an intelligent sound. Bother somebody else, will you? I've had enough. Dargir flexed calloused fingers against the oar. Then he lifted his head and spoke with sudden startling clarity. I'm going to get off this hulk. His tone cut like the wind's edge in winter. Haldith gasped. Shocked, he took a moment to react. No man escaped the bench of a Murgai galley alive. Attempts earned agonizing punishment, and since by custom the fate of the offender would be shared by the slaves surrounding him, a man dared not trust his fellows. Through three centuries of marauding, the Murgay held no record of slave mutiny. Nalgar made an unlikely choice for exception. Caught by an involuntary shudder, Haldith shook his head. Be still. 
Dajir moved his ankle. A dissonant rattle of chain destroyed the night silence. I've had enough. Quiet, fool. Howdeth felt fear, cold as the touch of bare steel against his neck. A forward oarsman will kick you in your ribs if he wakes and hears you. I was named Corandir, and I'm getting off. The words left no chink for argument. Haldeth abandoned the attempt. Nervously, he surveyed the forms of the surrounding slaves for any trace of movement. But the lower deck remained peacefully undisturbed, quiet but for the lap of water against the hull. Prompted by reckless impulse, Haldrith met Corendia's gaze.